With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's what's kicking on the day, Sports Stove Podcast. We're talking Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, uh, Major League Baseball hot seats, lots of money in golf, and a little bit more. That's what's cooking on the day, Sports Stove Podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome into an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by In the Clutch, officially licensed apparel for Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball Players Association, NHL, and so much more. Get your t-shirt from In the Clutch at intheclutch.com. Use the code SPORTSSTOVE. Get 10% off your purchase. Welcome back into the Sports Stove, and welcome to Dad. Dad, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, so things are right around the corner from getting, getting wild, right? I mean, the NFL stuff is really going to be kicking up here in the next month or so. Uh, we're closing down the NHL, closing down the NBA, uh, getting into the midpoint of, uh, major league baseball here pretty soon as well. So a lot of things happening in the world. Let's start with NHL. We don't talk a whole lot of NHL, but they are to the Stanley cup finals. Now Tampa Bay, uh, moves on. They'll be facing Colorado. Uh, Tampa is one of those teams, from what I understand, I mean, they're going for a three-peat, but going into the playoffs, it didn't seem like a whole lot of people were uh, expecting Tampa to get there again this year, and yet here they sit. So welcome back, Tampa, right? Yes. Yeah, like I said, the way they finished the season as far as their standings, and they started out with Florida, who'd been number one team there. But yeah, they Tampa, you know, Tampa's got a great team. Um, they've obviously been there and been there over the last few years, and they're they're on the brink now of really, you know, legendary type status. They win three in a row. Um, there, of course, you have Stam Coach, you have some great players, but Colorado has been, I think, the best team all year. And um, they've, you know, they've been playing great in the playoffs also. So it, it should be a very good Stanley Cup final. Um, but I think, you know, I, I don't know who's favored, but I would think Colorado may be just because of their standings all year. And they've gone through the playoffs pretty well. Yeah, uh, my in-laws live down there in Tampa. And so lots of billboards and stuff that when I've been down there uh, to watch them, I'm looking to see right now. 
looks like ABC's carrying the games um, mm-hmm. along as ESPN. So they've got the uh, NBA and the NHL games going on. Uh, you mentioned Stamkos, who's leading Tampa in a couple different categories. Um, and then Colorado has, from what I understand, and, and I don't claim to be a uh, NHL expert, but Colorado has a pretty young squad, don't they? Yes. Yes, they do. And, you know, their, their best player is a young guy. And, um, but like I said, they've been consistent and kind of ran away with things all year there in the West. So, um, should be good. And I'm sure, you know, uh, Denver fans, everything I've seen, you know, they are really ready for this. Of course, they've won um, one cup, I believe, but, um, you know, good fans out there. So I, I think this will be a good Stanley Cup playoffs. So you got some good star power. Yeah, they're top three leaders in points for Colorado, 23 years old, 26 years old, 25 years old. Uh, so, uh, yeah, young squad there. And again, Tampa back again. Uh, three years now in a row, and as you mentioned, a chance to make uh, make a lot of it, um, and uh, really would be a, a little bit more of a surprise this year than maybe their past past Stanley Cup championships as well. So they come in uh, goalie wise. Do you know anything about the goalies from these teams? Um, I, I I mean I know the guy at Tampa's been good for quite a while. I, again, I can't say that I can tell you when I hear his name, I'll probably know him. But Rowski from Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, Tampa's got Vasilevsky. Uh, Colorado has uh, Cooper. I don't know. Like I said, I know, I know they've played well all year. So I think, and like I said, a hot goaltender can make a difference here, but you got a lot of scoring power um, on both these teams. Yeah. Colorado's played two different goalies throughout um, 10 games for Cooper Six games for Francouz. Um, Tampa has only played the one goalie all playoffs long, uh, which tends to believe make you believe that maybe he's he's the hotter goalie. <laughs> they haven't had to sit him down at all, or maybe they don't have depth. Again, I'm very ignorant when it comes to these these teams, especially in the NHL. But because we're a show uh, of sports facts, we got to predict uh, the NHL. Finals. I picked Tampa going into the playoffs kind of out of dumb luck. Um, so I'm going to go with Tampa in six in this series. What's your your pick for the NHL Stanley Cup Finals? Um, I would go with Colorado in seven. Again, I think it'll be a good series. They'll go, they'll be, you know, uh, go, you know, I, I could easily go seven games. And Colorado's been the better team, so I'll go with them. But I think either one, you know, could win. And I don't dislike either team, so. Okay. I mean, you should be cheering for America, but here I am picking the Canadian team. So what does it matter? They're all Russians anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of foreign countries, let's talk about some golf. The Live Tour had their first uh, tournament games uh, weekend, whatever, last weekend, this past weekend. Um, uh, did you tune into any of it? I didn't. I did keep up with the leaderboard on all of it and tried to follow where it was going there, but I did not watch any of it. So I tuned in for a little bit, um, and it was a golf tournament. It, it was. It didn't. To me, the the entertainment value of it wasn't much different than the, watching a PGA Tour. There was a little bit with the leaderboards and the teams and different things, but overall, it was pretty much a golf tournament. It was what I watched. I enjoyed. Um, and you know, I don't know if it's going to draw a ton of people in or not. They've had 
uh, I think it was 10 or 20 PGA tour members that have left and went to the live. And I think you're probably going to get more. And the reason why I think that is because the winner of the tournament, Charles Schwartzel, he wins $4.75 million for winning the tournament, uh, individual uh, winner. And one of his teammates in second place got $2.875 uh, $2 million for second place. Charles Schwartzel said uh, he won more money in one weekend at Live than he won in four years combined with the PGA and money is what talks in many cases. And I have a feeling that we're going to see eventually more and more people leaving the PGA to play in the live tour because of that big payout that received. He, it was three point, um, it was 3 million for winning and another, or maybe 4 million for winning another 75, uh, 750, whatever it was for his team winning something to that effect as well. So it all combines for, $4.75 million. Um, you know, what do you think, Dad? Do you think the money is eventually going to drive more people there? Or do you think kind of what we've seen already defect is kind of going to be all that there is? Um, I think more people will go to it. And I think, you know, the money is going to be um, an issue. I think it'll be interesting, obviously, to see if the Live Tour tries to, you know, um, develop, you know, again, viewership. But I think as more good players go, more people will be interested in watching there. Um, you know, will they come up with some tournaments that they'll hype? Obviously, they can't do it historically because they're just starting. But, you know, try to make, you know, two or three major type events like the PGA probably wouldn't call it that. And again, I think the whole thing is going to depend on how the PGA handles it. At this point, you know, what you hear is, oh, yeah, they're getting a lot of money. But when you chase the money, that doesn't always end up well. And if that's the only argument, uh, there's enough money involved. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I haven't seen to me the PGA really try, you know, at least successfully uh, to combat this. And, um, you know, I think they're hoping it'll be like, you know, some of the football leagues, a new league that just, you know, would be a little excitement at first and not make it. But you've got here, you've got the same players. Um, you know, in football, you don't. You did in the USFL when it started, and then the USFL made it for a few years because of that, because they had your Reggie Whites and your Steve Youngs and people like that. And so if they can continue to get the reputable players, um, then I, I think, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, the USFL, couldn't it have made it? Wasn't there just mistakes done in the ownership level that kind of, and ultimately yeah. buried it. Uh, the way I understood it was always it could have made it. It just they made some bad choices, and that's yeah. the reason why I failed. Yes, I, I think that's true. They weren't as solid again with the live tour. You know, you've got you know one financial backer, and you've got Greg Norman who you know knows all about golf, and so I, I think they're in a lot more stable situation. You don't have a lot of owners you have to worry about like that, like you did. Um, the football league, but I think I know in football, the star players is what drew people to interest in it to start with. And money is what attracted those players. So um, it, I, I think the live tour could be around at least for a while. It'd be interesting to see how they structure it. Um, if they just depend on, Hey, we're paying more money. Um, or if, you know, they develop a product that people are going to want to watch and follow. Yeah, and they do have some big names, like you said. Bryson DeChambeau's going over there as well. He's an entertaining guy. Phil Mickelson, of course, the biggest name that's there. Uh, they've got guys that have won some big tournaments in the PGA, now over there with the Live Tour. And, uh, I mean, again, 
I mean, they're not going to run out of money. <laughs> we know that we know that. Yeah. So it's just a matter of what they can produce. And the PGA, they've never had to battle competition. So I'm not sure how prepared they were. Um, when you think of golf, you think of older uh, guys and you think of these uh, courses that have old guys running and all these kinds of things. I'm curious to know, you know, who do they have on staff that's that's being paid to win this battle, the marketing battle against Live? And, uh, you know, if they're just going to go off their laurels and say, well, we're the better golfers and we've been around longer and whatever, I'm not sure that's going to be enough. And they're going to have to battle it. I'm not sure what they have in place to battle it because they've never had a challenger uh, to this level for sure. Uh, that they're getting from living when you're losing guys like Phil, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Johnson, you got all these guys that are coming over. You said it, they've got names. The names are getting paid money. This could be around to stay for, for quite some time. Yes, it could be. And like I said, I think it just depends how the PGA, you know, if, if they try to combat this, because, you know, I know Rory McElroy has been a real proponent of the PGA, but again, his main argument is, Hey, I'm, you know, I, they've been good to me, and I, I want to play against the best talent in the world. Well, in a month, the best talent in the world may not look quite as strong in the PGA. So if that's what you're banking it on, and, of course, you know, they've thrown out, you know, the history, you know, with Jack and Arnold and Tiger. Um, but, again, um, I, I think they're going to have to find a way to, um, you know, combat this. If the Live Tour, you know, continue if they can produce a good product um obviously they're going to attract players um but again if they can be you know legitimate competition and what people want to watch and i would think you know they will work on coming up with um events that um you know will draw interest there and of course a big thing will be drawing sponsors and drawing a tv deal and all that will depend i think on 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 how they can produce yeah, and again, I don't know if sponsors is as important, although that means that other things are happening. So that's obviously positive. Um, they don't need the money like the PGA needed it. Um, but that being said, TV is a big deal. You got to, and I like it being on YouTube. I think that's great. Uh, but you know, you want it to be in front of as many eyes as possible. I'm curious to see the tournaments they do in America, the turnout that shows up, the crowds and stuff like that. I'm curious to see how that works. Um, but uh, I think overall pretty successful tournament number one for the live tour uh, to come in. I think they probably would have liked for somebody other than Schwartzel to win, but I think people have heard of Schwartzel. At least he's not a complete nobody. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but I think the, when the bigger names win uh, and, and you'll get those in future tournaments, maybe, maybe that draws some more interest in, to them as well. Yeah, well, like you like you said, I know who Schwartzel is. As I was watching the leaderboard, I thought, "Wow, this is a guy." You know, but yeah, I've watched play and I've seen play, so I think that was better than someone no one had heard of at all. Yeah, yep, I agree. Uh, let's go to the NBA. The NBA Finals are off and running, tied two to two in the series. They both split. Uh, well, no, let's see. I guess I forget how that that I forgot they changed a while back how they're doing that. But two two of the series, Golden State. Uh, and Boston, it looks like it's going seven games, doesn't it? It does. It does. I think it will go seven games. Um, you know, Boston didn't didn't play a real good game this last time. I think they can come back and play better. Um, <clears throat> and I think there's definitely a good chance for it to go seven games. 
kind of seesawing back and forth. Nobody's won two in a row yet. Um, I think we see in these games that Boston has won that they're just super talented. Defensively, they're really good. I think we've seen in the games that Golden State has won, I think they're the better team. Um, whether or not they'll win it is still in question, but I think Golden State, and when you see them uh, playing together, I just think they're the better team. Boston, though, has a lot of fight. Um, and some young superstars that Jason Tatum just smooth. Just watching him the other night, I was sitting there watching with the boys and uh, with my kids, and I said, my goodness, he's just smooth. Uh, he can do just a little bit of everything and looking great doing it. I'll still think, I still think Golden State's going to win overall, but um, it could be. A, the problem I'm having with these NBA playoffs, Dad, is even though the series have been close, the games really haven't been close. It seems like there's always a little bit, maybe not a complete blowout, but a, a lot of distance between these these teams come to the end of the end of the game. And I don't know. I miss the old come down to the last second kind of thing. I don't like these being you know winning by sixteen to twenty to thirty points. Uh, to me, that's not as entertaining. Yes, I, I think that's true, and it'll be interesting to see how these final games come down. Of course, to me, the NBA is always different about that. If you're worried about who's winning, you don't need to watch it until about midway through the fourth quarter and then see where everything happens there. And um, But, um, yeah, we may have some nail biters here before it's over. We'll see. Uh, Steph Curry, I know you don't watch a lot of NBA. Um do you have an, an opinion on where he should be in the all-time ranking? Well, like I said, um, you know, you give me a little heads up that we we're going to look at this. So I had a little time to think about it and look at it. I mean, you know, he is obviously a great player. Um, like, you know, they say he is, gets credit for changing the NBA as far as shooting and everything is concerned, three-point shooting. And, um, you know, I've been very impressed watching him in the playoffs. Like you said, when you talked about uh, the Warriors being a great team, you know, he distributes the ball and, um, you know, he can control things there. So, yes, I you know, I, I think he will end up, um, you know, being, you know, one of the greats. To me, I looked at it, I kind of had six names right at the top. And then I think he would be in the next wave of six or eight players, um, you know, from from there. At least it sure looks like that's what he has potential to end up being. So let's talk about it in tiers then. Do you have six players in tier one or do you have a tier one, then a tier two that includes the next four or six? I, I, I have six players in tier one. And wow. um, you know, one of them's going to be an old guy, but you really—I don't see any way you can leave him out if you were, you know, know anything about him at all. But all right, who are your six? Okay, I've got and not necessarily in order one through six, but I have Jordan, LeBron, Magic, Bird, Jabbar, and Oscar Robertson. Okay, all right. So Oscar's a guy again. I don't know anything about. I mean, I know who he is. I don't. I <laughs> never watched much on Oscar Robinson. Robertson. Uh, um, most people don't include him up that high uh, in their rankings and lists. I have. Um, I have MJ uh, as tier one, and then I've got uh, other guys in tier two: Kobe, Magic, Braun, Duncan, Kareem, um, Bird. And then it kind of goes to tier three, Shaq, Hakeem, Russell, Wilt, Steph. Uh, uh, so that's kind of where I am with, with the list and whatnot. I, I still think Michael's the best player ever to play. 
I think LeBron is very good. I've had this argument. You can go back and listen to the Parker Ainsworth episode several episodes back. We talked about this a little bit. Um, I think Duncan gets left out too often. Uh, Hakeem is another guy that uh, when when you watch him, uh, I went back and watched him actually as I was looking for post footwork to teach my my guys on my high school team. And I started watching Hakeem tapes, and he's got tapes of him training other centers. Uh, but just watching tape back on him, I thought, my goodness. <laughs> Talk about smooth. Hakeem Olajuwon, he, he could do a little bit of everything, it seemed like. Yes, yeah, you could. And like I said, that's pretty much the second group I had. Um, had Chamberlain, um, Olajuwon, Duncan, Shaq, and Kobe. And then um, you know, Curry would fit in with that. Yeah, so I think he's there. I think he's arrived already. Of course, if he wins this one now, getting the title, he doesn't have a um, finals MVP yet. Uh, he has won the finals, but he was not the finals MVP. Does that matter? Does finals MVP really matter when you're thinking of ranking players? No, I don't think it does. Um, I think when you look at what kind of player they were, um, I don't think just an award like that, um, you know, makes a difference. I think it does, you know, with the media, it's kind of a talking point. You could say, well, Hey, he has, he's come up a little short, but uh, no, I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that makes a difference. Okay. Uh, good, good stuff. Uh, let's see here. Zion Williamson. He is coming to the final year of his contract. He's played only a several handful of games being in new Orleans says he wants to be in new Orleans. So my question is, does Zion Williamson want to be in new Orleans? Or does he just want to make the most money possible, which happens to be signing a contract with New Orleans is where he can sign for the most money and then be moved somewhere else. What are your thoughts on that? Um, again, I mean, I, you know, I don't know, um, that much, you know, about Zion Williamson as far as, you know, character or what would motivate him. Obviously money motivates all these guys. Um, sounds like, you know, he might want to be in new Orleans. I think they have, a, you know, if he is playing and playing at a high level, they would have a fairly good team, aren't they? If at, you know, from there, so he'd have a chance to win a championship. And if he can get paid there and has a chance to win a championship, then I think it might be as good there. Um, you know, and he can, you know, he, he would be the name that people would know in New Orleans for a while. Yeah, I think New Orleans needs to trade him. Uh, they can sign him still and then trade him, but I think ultimately they need to move him and try to get pieces back. He, his injury issues have been an absolute nightmare for this team. They do have a decent squad. Um, they are you know, a playoff team, and uh, they've got some really good players on the team. But I think if you move Zion, you could possibly get two pieces or three pieces back that could really help you out to move forward uh, from there. So, um, you know, uh, that's my, my personal opinion, that they should move Zion Williamson uh, while he still has value. Uh, then LeBron James comes out. He is a billionaire now says he wants to own a team and specifically wants to own a team in Vegas. Vegas makes a lot of sense for expansion. Vegas and Seattle are the two cities most often mentioned when you're talking about NBA expansion. Um, let's talk about LeBron as an owner. LeBron as a player, one of the best all times. LeBron as a general manager, one of the worst all times. Uh, LeBron as an owner, what would LeBron be like as an owner? Good, bad, maybe in the middle. Uh, I, I mean, as an owner, I, again, you know, he's got the name. So I think, you know, there may be a good shot that he becomes an owner. I think he'd be a problem, um, a little bit with the NBA because of the way, you know, he has used his, um, 
you know, name and reputation yes. around. So I, to me, I don't think it'd be a great situation, but it's probably something that won't be stopped. I mean, if he's got the money and like you said, uh, Vegas is one of the places they'll look at um, for expansion. But, um, you know, as far as being an owner, you know, will he stay out of it? I mean, you know, he, he hasn't as a player um, or anything like that. You know, he's tried to control everything. So I think that'd be a problem. Yeah. Remember when Michael Jordan bought into the Wizards and they went out and drafted Kwame Brown and how that did not work? Um, the uh, Or Bobcats, whatever. Well, I forget who, wherever he was. I forget now. But uh, uh, I think it was through the Wizards, yeah, when Kwame Brown was drafted. Anyways, Michael was a problem because he didn't let the people who scouted players who knew what was going on make the decision. Uh, transfer that to the NFL, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones has got to be involved with everything. And sometimes it works out and many times it doesn't. LeBron, is he know more about basketball than Jerry Jones knows about football? I would say yes. Um, but again, his decision-making with bringing guys in, he's got them championships uh, in some places, but he's left teams in crumbles because he only cared about the now. When he owns a team, my question is, is will be he be concerned about long-term or just short-term success? If it's short-term, they might win a championship, but he's going to ultimately leave a team in crumbles and maybe you have to sell it off. I don't know. He's got plenty of money, so that wouldn't be an issue. But um, I, my fear is LeBron can do a lot of good as an owner for a team, uh, the question is, is will he hire people who actually know what they're doing to run the roles that need to be done, or will he try to do it all himself? If he tries to do it all himself, it will not end pretty for that team, whatever it may be. Uh, Vegas in a sports town. Uh, they've got NFL. they got NHL now. Uh, they already held summer leagues there. Do you think uh, it'd be a good basketball town? Um, yes. I mean, Vegas has everything, you know, that attracts people. Um, you know, they build – they build top facilities. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. What about putting a team back in Seattle? Um, that's what they're talking about, adding two teams, Vegas and Seattle, possibly. Seattle just got an NHL team. They've got an NFL team, of course. They had an NBA team that moved off to Oklahoma City. Um, should teams, cities who lost teams, be able to get teams back? Um, historically, that's worked in almost every case. Um, you know, they brought teams back, you know, to Cleveland, uh, other places there. So, you know, football and, um, I, yeah, I, I, you know, Seattle, I always think of the supersonics and, you know, Seattle obviously follows, you know, they support their sports teams very well. And, um, I would think that would make sense to go back there. And it seems like in, in most cases for professional franchises, um, that, that has worked, um, Atlanta and hockey did not. But apart from that's the one that jumps out in my mind. But otherwise, um, I think it has. Yeah, Charlotte back in the NBA again after after losing the team to New Orleans. Um, and they eventually got their old name back too, the Hornets. And so maybe Seattle goes and they, maybe they go back with Supersonics. Maybe they go with a different team name. I don't know. Uh, Vegas, of course, is continuing to grow as well. Uh, all right, Dad, let's take a quick break. Uh, get a quick commercial in for In the Clutch. And when we come back, we're going to talk Major League Baseball Tony La Russa, should he be fired? That when we return.
InTheClutch.com, the newest sponsors of the Sports Stove podcast. And we are excited to partner with InTheClutch.com. They have officially licensed apparel and accessories for your favorite sports teams and athletes. Use code SPORTSSTOVE and get 10% off your first purchase. You can find shirts like I Still Own You from Green Bay Packers. Are we talking about practice? All kinds of great shirts in baseball, football, hockey, and basketball. Officially licensed apparel from InTheClutch.com. Again, use the code SPORTSSTOVE to get 10% off your purchase. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Podcast. You just heard information about In the Clutch. Let me tell you also about Elementor. Get Elementor, the ultimate WordPress website builder with live drag and drop editors. Uh, you can build and customize every part of your website with zero coding required. Elementor is an all-inclusive solution for your website. Create, manage, and host your website through Elementor. Use the Sports Stove exclusive link in the episode notes on YouTube or any podcast platform to get more information about Elementor. You will not regret it. Uh, if your website, look at your website, and if it looks like trash, go to Elementor, check out the pricing. It is very affordable, and uh, get, get a better website. Everybody looks at your website. Don't don't have a trashy website. So, uh, nonetheless, go go check out Elementor. Go to intheclutch.com. Get your t-shirts as well. All right, Dad, let's get to Major League Baseball. Uh, I said it a couple weeks ago, and everyone else is on board. Tony La Russa and Chicago White Sox experiment doesn't seem to be working. Fans chanting, fire Tony during the game the other day. Um, you know, it's not often you have in-season managerial changes in baseball. We've already had two so far this year. Is Tony La Russa next? Yes, I mean, it looks like it looks like the writing's on the wall. I don't um, see players coming out, you know, in his defense. And um, I th think maybe he's lost, you know, lost the control there or lost the excitement of it. Obviously, the fans are not the whole thing, but that's not a positive thing when they're chanting uh, to fire you at this part of the season. So unless they made a, a ridiculous turnaround here, here all of a sudden and they had high expectations and they have talent i mean you know they they don't need they shouldn't really be where they're at now in the standings so um i i would think yeah it, I, you know it, it could end real ugly if he continues to hang on there but uh i would think yeah he definitely could be the next and probably should be the next one to go uh did you see the game the other day when uh they were playing the dodgers and they had a man on first who ultimately got to second. And so with the count with one and two against Trey Turner, uh, so they had two strikes on him, they decided to intentionally walk him. And then the next batter up, Max Muncy, crushed a three-run home run. This is the second weird intentional walk that we've seen this year. We saw it, was it Madden? I don't remember if the Angels. Um, was, I, don't, I don't remember if it was the Angels or the Rangers or somebody. Uh, the Angels were involved. Uh, but there was an intentional walk with the bases loaded earlier this season to bring in a run. Um, now I've got a guy who's down on the count one and two, and they decided to throw him to intentionally walk him, get him on base, and obviously it didn't work out. So, what are your thoughts on that that call, that decision by Tony Larusa? 
Well, obviously, you know, the way it ended up was a bad decision. But like you said, when when things are already going negative and things are going, then you, that's not the type of thing you want to happen. Um, if they were leading the division by six games and he did that, you know, it would be a mistake. You know, he made a mistake, shouldn't have done that. But, you know, when you're when you're in third, fourth place or whatever and um, – and you know they're chanting for you to be fired, and yeah, you, you, that, that that makes it real tough. And it doesn't seem like that makes a lot of sense either. So not when you're ahead in the count. Yeah, one and two. I mean, it's one thing if it's like I don't know full count or something like that, but one and two. I mean, my goodness, if you're gonna walk them, just throw pitches out of the zone <laughs> and see if he swings at one. I mean, I don't know. That was a weird, weird decision for sure. There's six games out of first place, three games under 500 behind Minnesota. Behind Cleveland, Cleveland now is making a small little run at things. They've won seven of their last ten. They're currently three and a half games back from Minnesota, uh, a team that I didn't expect to even be in the conversation. The Cleveland Guardians uh, making a run here. So that AL Central now, Minnesota again leads. Kansas City is last. They're one of the worst. Let's see here. I think currently tied for the worst record in Major League Baseball. Uh, Detroit ten games under five hundred. Chicago, who a lot of people thought would be contending for World Series this year, third place, six games behind first place, three games under 500. This uh, this AL Central has gotten kind of wacky, Dad. As, as weird as the NL East has been, it feels like the AL Central might be the wackiest division so far this year. Um, yes, I mean, definitely, like I said, because you thought the White Sox would be an issue. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Minnesota can stay stable. They're in really good shape. But, um, yeah, that division could be up in the air again, just as we've seen um, with Philadelphia. What happens if the White Sox do fire La Russa? Do all of a sudden they go on a run and, you know, they're going to get Lance Lynn back this week. And, you know, will that help a lot? And we'll see. Yeah, they get Lynn back. They get Jimenez back here pretty soon as well. So um, <clears throat> AL East is kind of still same as it has been. New York in the lead with Toronto-Tampa back there battling for second and third place. Uh, AL West, Houston, eight games up on the Angels. Houston, the only team over 500 in that division. Angels. Uh, and Rangers and Mariners all piled together. The A's a really bad team this year. Um, are the Angels, the Rangers, or the Mariners, any of those three going to make a run here at some point this season and get back in the hunt for the wild card? Um, if it would be anybody, I think it might be Seattle. But, again, they've underachieved. We've talked about that. But again, the Astros, you know, they've got a good team and it looks like they've got things under control and historically they should be in good shape. Uh, Texas had some big offseason acquisitions, especially at the middle uh, of the of the infield there with Simeon and Seager. Uh, but it seems like maybe things are starting to turn around for them a little bit, uh, but they'll have to definitely continue to push things up. National League East uh, teams are finally waking up from the dead. Atlanta and Philadelphia now both over 500. Mets still lead the division. They're five and a half up on Atlanta. Atlanta on a 10-game win streak. Philadelphia on a nine-game win streak. Miami on a five-game win streak. And Washington on a two-game win streak as well. So uh, it's a streaking East right now. And Atlanta, the defending champs, making a run here at the Mets before the Mets have a chance to get healthy. 
Yes. Um, again, I, you know, the Mets have played real well, but if they stumble at all, and again, no, I mean, you're, you're talking about 10 game and nine game winning streak, you know, they're not going to keep that up, um, forever, but they're, yeah, it's making it for a much more interesting division than it looked a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Another team, another league, excuse me, streaking is the, uh, national league central, but they're streaking the wrong direction. Uh, Milwaukee on an eight game <laughs> losing streak. Pittsburgh on five-game losing streak. Cubs on a five-game losing streak. Reds on a four-game losing streak. St. Louis now sits in first place, a game and a half up on Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee has been horrible over this stretch, uh, and St. Louis has been average to above average. So uh, St. Louis takes over first place. I still think Milwaukee gets it together, gets healthy, and wins the division. But St. Louis is going to be right there the entire way. The other teams, even though – they're not horribly far out necessarily. They're not going to catch up. So not worried about them. Milwaukee and St. Louis, I'll ask it again. You know, what? well, do you have an opinion on Milwaukee with losing eight straight? Well, I mean, I was shocked. I mean, I know you're a Brewers fan, and I keep up with them some because of fantasy baseball. And, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm very surprised they've gone on that big of losing streak. Again, they're not going to stay there. Uh, forever. The Cardinals is a team you always have to watch, though. They can be a streaky team, too. Yeah. Um, I looked, you know, today, and I think, what, they're five and five in the last ten, so they're not super hot either. Um, but um, I, I would think, you know, the Brewers should rebound. Yeah, and as of this recording, they're actually winning three to one in the bottom of the eighth, two outs um against Washington. So by the time this episode is over, Milwaukee may have snapped that that streak. Hopefully Josh Hader can come on and finish things off for Milwaukee. It's been painful, 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 painful to be a Brewers fan here these last couple of weeks. Uh in the NL West, San Diego is a half a game out on on the Dodgers. San Francisco's four and a half back. Arizona and Colorado, I think we've counted them out now. Um you know, this is uh, it's going to be another fun year with the NL West and San Diego. Remember, they're still missing Fernando Tatis, so he's going to come back eventually. And is this the year San Diego overtakes the Dodgers? You remember Walker Bueller's out now for a couple months, uh, so is this a big opportunity for San Diego? Um, yeah, I mean, San Diego's played real well. We thought they'd be a lot better last year, so it'll be interesting. Of course, they get, you know, to tease back. That will definitely help. But um, it'd be interesting to see. Again, I'm, you know, a Giants fan, and the Giants have, have played well. They've struggled a little bit with the Rockies, but they've won two. I don't know how they'll end up today with the Dodgers. And I think all three of those teams are going to stay in it, and that might be, you know, your two wild card teams out of that division again. Uh, let's close things out with some uh, NCAA news. Uh, Big 12 finally gets the approval. Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida. They had to finalize some legal issues. They get the approval, though, to join in 2023. So they'll make that jump uh, next year. Uh, baseball Super Regionals going on right now. We won't talk a whole lot about that because most of those games will end after we're done recording. And then in the softball, it was Oklahoma, who had a great, phenomenal season. Uh, they end up winning, sweeping there in the finals uh, to win the softball championship, NCAA softball championship. Dad, anything you want to add 
Uh, we're having a little delay on you, but anything you want to add on uh, NCAA stuff? Um, like you said, you know, congratulations to Oklahoma and softball. They were really dominant there. And I think sports fans, it's, you, it's always kind of fun to watch the baseball World Series. And I think it will be this year. You always can have teams that, um, you know, were not as highly ranked. And that's what you have so far. Like I said, of this recording, you have two teams um, that were not highly ranked, the, the lowest ranked team in the tournament. They have advanced. And um, another team that was not highly ranked has advanced. And, um, you know, I'm sorry for that because Tennessee was one that did not. But um, I think uh, I think college, the baseball World Series will be fun to watch over the next couple of weeks there. Yeah, Tennessee-Notre Dame was a fun little series, uh, pretty active series uh, there as well. All right. I have covered everything I had planned to cover, Dad. Anything else that you want to add before we sign off? Um, no, I mean, like I said, there's, you know, lots of stuff happening and, uh, things to follow with the, you know, NHL, NBA playoffs, um, here over the next week for sure. And baseball season, I'm sure has a lot more excitement left in it. All right. Go to Twitter and Instagram, follow us at sports stove. Uh, make sure you rate review, like subscribe, all those good things as well, wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, go to intheclutch.com, use the code SPORTSSTOVE at checkout for 10% off your purchase. And don't forget about Elementor, making your website look professional. Uh, use the exclusive Sports Stove link in the podcast notes or in the YouTube episode description as well. We'll be back with a new episode Tuesday evening and uh, Wednesday, Tuesday live, Tuesday evening on, on YouTube. And then it'll come out for audio on Wednesday morning and Belly Up TV Wednesday morning as well. Thank you so much for tuning into today's Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.